Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. Spring's here, folks. There are flowers everywhere. And whether it's clearing out clutter from the garage, rebuilding after Hurricane Harvey, or just tackling a home project, spring is a great time to make our homes more caregiving friendly. So today, we're inviting one of our favorite return guests, Isabel Longoria with AARP, um, who is going to share with us about AARP's HomeFit resources. She will cover everything from the 10 cent solution to making drinking glasses easier to use, to the bigger projects of making a restroom more accessible. So spring is here, coming up on Prepare to Care. Isabel, welcome back. Thank you, I'm excited. So um, here we are, it's spring. It's the time when people are, are thinking about home projects. Very often I was at Home Depot myself and the parking lot was full. Um, so you you are particularly interested, in, and I know that from talking with you, about all of the kinds of like home repairs and small projects that can make life really a lot easier for people with you know disability or people who are aging. And what you had shared with me is there are some things that are really inexpensive. Yeah. What I like to say is we have everything from the $2 solution to the $2,000 solution. And I don't say that to scare anyone, but to say, hey, sometimes there's very easy things we can go to Home Depot and do tonight. And then there's some things that we might want to consider saving up for that are very practical or things we want to look out for in a home. Or quite frankly, as we're rebuilding for Harvey, if we can build that into the, the structure now, it can save us money down the line. Huh. So for people who are rebuilding or considering rebuilding or making some changes, there's some like better ways to do it? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite tips for folks is um, your electrical sockets. What if you considered instead of putting them just six inches from the floor, right at the bottom, like we're usually used to doing, what if we elevated them in certain rooms to three or four feet? off the grounds. And that does two things. One, in the event of a flood in the future, uh, you're less likely to have your sockets flooded, right? Because they're a little higher up. But as we age, or perhaps we invite our mother, father, aging family member to live with us, if they can plug something in without bending over, it reduces fall risks in the future. So by elevating your soft sockets three or four feet off the ground right now, perhaps in a bedroom, right, where the lamps are a little higher up or something like that, we can prevent falls in the future for folks, uh, which could cost tens of thousands of dollars and really, you know, some pretty big injuries. So as people reconsider, particularly in Houston, where so many people are rebuilding, there are very simple things that can be done. Yeah. And, and you were sharing something about universal design. Absolutely. So universal de- design is where we got this from, AARP. And universal design says there's a certain way that we should be building homes and buildings that make them age-friendly, right? That people can use no matter what stage of life they're in. Um, and it's very practical things like having as much natural lighting in a house as possible. Um, Natural lighting is great, one, because you reduce the need for electricity, so lowering your electric bill. But we also know that sunlight, for example, um, helps reduce uh, depression and isolation. So if you're building homes that maximize sunlight, um, perhaps on the northern windows in Texas, um, so you don't get a lot of that harsh light uh, from the southern windows, um, you can introduce something in your house that's bright, 
that makes it uh, more interesting for people to come over and visit, but also uh, increases your value out of that home. And really, in the event of a natural disaster in the future, if your electricity goes out and you have bigger windows, yes, you know, they might be exposed to perhaps uh, debris coming in and breaking the window, but more likely than not, they're going to help introduce light into the building um, naturally when you don't have electricity to depend on. Okay, that's a good point. Anything else about universal design that you want to share with us? Oh, oodles and oodles. Uh, one of my favorite things is a no-step entryway. So specifically in Houston, as we're talking about uh, elevating houses over the flood level, that's all good and great. I understand the practical nature of that. Um, but what we're worried about at AARP, for example, is if you elevate a house three feet, four feet, six feet, that's a lot of stairs, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all good and great if we're able to navigate those stairs. But for example, I had a knee surgery not too long ago. I couldn't even go up the three steps into my house. Uh, consider someone who has mobility issues, um, 12 steps, 15 steps, that's a lot of steps you can also fall down. Um, so what we offer is that for folks who have to think about uh, elevating their home, or if you don't have to think about elevating your home, is there somewhere in the house, be it in the garage or the front door or the back door, that has a, a ramp, perhaps, a wheelchair lift? So most people think about ramps, but for a ramp, you have to go 12 inches long for every one inch you go high. So the higher you have the house, the bigger the ramp has to be. But a wheelchair lift for a fraction of the price is basically a mini elevator um, that only requires about four to six feet of space. And then if you ever, you know, need a wheelchair or can't use the stairs, you have your own mini, mini elevator to access the house. Ah, so they make this wheelchair lift that lifts up something like, what, a foot or two off the Oh, no, it, it'll go up as high as 10 or 12 feet. Oh, really? So for these houses that have to be elevated, a wheelchair ramp is going to cost you... Um, building a ramp, depending on how long it has to be and what materials you make it out of, uh, can be very costly and may not look great, uh, depending on what your house, you know, elevation is. A wheelchair lift, so basically a mini elevator that's not enclosed in a box, um, can run you probably close to $1,500 to $2,000. Oh, wow. It's well, actually a very cost-effective solution. Instead of having that ramp just literally sneaking up and down, yeah. which is actually harder when you have to, I, I've pushed somebody in a wheelchair up and down a ramp. I yeah. mean, going up is an effort for the person pushing it. Yeah. Going down can get scary. Yeah. Um, if you're talking about a long ramp. Now, if your house, like most Houston homes, is elevated about three feet, feet um, a ramp that tall is not too bad, right? You get two turns. Um, some people like it because it makes it easier to move furniture in. That's or true. Or perhaps if you have children, right? Sometimes a ramp is easier so that you don't worry about your kids falling down the stairs. So, and that's a key thing I want to talk about with universal design. Universal design was not something done for quote unquote old people. Universal design is to make a house better for everyone to age in over time. So as you're going from that fun young couple to a couple with kids to a couple perhaps who's aging or has some disability issues in the future to a couple with grandchildren, this house should be able to adapt, to expand and contract as you need it instead of you having to move from home to home to home. So let me ask you, I have a, a number of friends right now, people in their late 50s, early 60s, the kids have gone home, they're moving into a townhouse. And I mean, those townhouses are all over Houston, right? And they are two, three stories high. Sometimes I wonder, huh, I wonder how they're going to manage when it's hard to go up and down the stairs. Yeah. Not to say that a townhouse is not sometimes a good solution, but are there things that people should be looking at for as they're considering those purchases? 
the number one thing I would say for a townhome is if you're looking at a townhome, make sure it either has an elevator or was designed to have an elevator in the future. Because hmm. you're exactly right. These townhomes, hey, for some folks, they're cost effective, right? It brings you in probably closer to a town center or maybe some other medical or community resources you're interested in having. Fantastic. Um, but like you said, you know, I'm, I'll take, I'll take uh, my example. I had knee surgery. It was very difficult for me to get in and out of my home. Uh, and it was all on one floor. So once I could get in the home, at least I could live on the, that one floor. Uh, I would say the same for a townhome. If an elevator is not an option or doesn't look like you'll be able to have one in the future, at least make sure that one floor of the townhome has the kitchen, an adequate bedroom, and a full bathroom. Hmm. Because what we see for folks is maybe they have the other pieces, but you have to get up and down the stairs to go to the bathroom. Uh, what that means is people may not go to the bathroom or they may not shower as often if the full bath is on a different level, which then leads to hygiene issues, which then leads to self-esteem issues, which then leads to isolation. So again, if any home really that you're looking at, make sure that at least one floor has within it bedroom, full bath with a no-step shower, which we can talk about in a second, and uh, some area where you can prepare and wash food if necessary. So what I'm hearing from you is, hey, an elevator is great. If not, you know, figure out how to make it up the stairs at least once, right? And then try to leave on that one floor if you are restricted. Yeah. And that's what we want to achieve. Because you could also have chair lifts, right? There's a variety of options out there that, are, that can be cost-friendly. But so it's easier to put a chairlift in than to put in a full bathroom, right? Huh. So think about the things that are going to be most expensive if you had to renovate them and make sure those are kind of already done in the house. The rest you can always save towards. And quite frankly, there's other community programs that will help, for example, put a ramp into a home. Uh, one of our great partners, Rebuilding Houston Together, uh, will put ramps into homes for people who can af- cannot afford them on your own. So as long as you have the bathroom and you have the bedroom and you have the kitchen, getting a ramp, there's few folks who can help with it. It's that. okay, yeah. And then the, those chairlists, I think they, they actually fit in pretty tight spaces. Right? Oh, yeah. They're doing them great now. You know, they have new designs that look more modern. They fit in tight spaces. You can get kinds that fold up hmm. so they're out of the way. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay. So it, it's not like grandma's old chairlift, which is right. old and bulky. And, okay. All right. Um. So tell us a little bit about bathrooms. Uh, that's a concern for a lot of people, right? Because, I mean, hygiene is linked to health. Um, as people age, it becomes more difficult. Um, so what are things that people can do to help with that? Yeah, um, you're right. So bathrooms, one, is tied so much to hygiene, but also pre- uh, present certain hazards, right? Slipping hazards. Number one area that you're going to fall in your home, at least one of the top three, is you slip in the bathroom on some water. All right, so let's talk about the $2 solution. Get a handrail and drill it into the bathroom wall. (laughs) You can get handrails today at Home Depot's Lowe's, wherever you get your home goods, uh, for anywhere from $5 to $10. And it's not just the ones that look like a hospital. They have some really nice ones now. There's whole sections at Home Depot's and Lowe's just for that, what they're calling safety measures. Um, And what I like to, to kind of the hint I like or the tip I like is, can you find a handlebar um, that you can hold on to in case of an emergency? So you're drilling it and putting into the studs of the the wall, not just the kind of plaster. Right. That looks like perhaps a towel holder. Or they even have some that are toilet paper holders that are actually um, rated to be handlebars. So you can grab onto them if you don't feel good or you need to just 
you know, yeah. straighten yourself. And you hide it into the design of the home. So it doesn't look, you know, you don't have to deal with the vanity issues, which I would have. Right. Of, oh, you know, now everyone knows I'm too old to be in the bathroom because I have all these handlebars everywhere. Let's hide it. Let's make it practical. Or, for example, uh, getting in and out of the shower. Then they now have shower handles that you can use as handlebars. Okay. Which, you know, no one's looking at the knob of a, a shower handle anymore, right. but it helps you get in and out of the bathtub. Well, like your actual shower head or what is it? Yeah. So the shower heads, now they have those, you know, the movable ones that you put on a hook yeah. and you can take off as needed. Right. One, we suggest those so that if people have to sit in a chair, so that's a $20 solution. Okay. Getting the special benches there are now where people uh, can slide in and out of the shower basically by just sitting on this bench. So for folks who it's hard to lift your leg up and step into a shower um, that, you know, that two or three feet height. Oh, the one that's in the tub. The one that's in and out of the tub. Oh, God. So I got this for my grandmother once and it actually helped me during my knee surgery. It's basically a big bench. So the part I sit on is outside of the tub. Okay. I slowly lift my, you know, as I'm sitting down, lift my left leg over the tub, get it in the tub, scooch over a little bit more lift my right leg up and over into the tub, and then I close the shower curtain, use the hands, you know, kind of the handheld shower uh, head to wash myself, put it back, no slip issues. I no see. No slip issues at all. So that's the $20 solution is get yourself and a bench. And this is stuff you find anywhere, Walmart, Walmart. whatever, Exactly, right? yeah. Okay. 20 to 100 bucks, and that range is just kind of the materials made, how big you need the bench to be. If you want it permanent or adjustable, things like that. So you can have your $20 regular plastic bench, yeah. plastic and aluminum, or you can have, I bet, your fancy, it looks like I'm at the spa bench. Exactly. Okay. And I would say, you know, then the $2,000 solution is, and this is for folks who are rebuilding after Harvey. If you're already redoing your bathroom, how about this? Don't put a bathtub that you have to step in, at least on one bathroom in your house. Right. So if you have two bathrooms, you really like your bath and your bathtub, save it in the other bathroom. Um, But if you only have one bathroom in your house, consider having one of those showers you just walk into that has its own bench, you know, like those beautiful tiled benches, etc. Those are actually really cheap to make if you're rebuilding a bathroom. And what it provides for you in the future is a spa like shower. You've got the bench already there. And heck, you've already spent the money to rebuild the bathroom. You do it now. It saves you thousands of dollars in the future from having to remodel. And that little bench means you can take your time in the shower. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or if you have pets, put them up on the bench. Wash the pets. If you have kids <laughs> or grandkids coming to visit, they love the bench. Put them up on the bench, right? This is not, again, just because you're quote-unquote too old. This is something that is functional, that is part of universal design that helps everyone. Thank you. And and you mentioned there are like very small things that people can do that actually could make a big difference in yep. your life. What are some of the small things that people can do? One of our favorite tips uh, for people who are caregiving for someone who uh, maybe has arthritis or it's hard to hold glasses or maybe they're getting shaky, take three rubber bands, put them around the glass. That's okay. your 10 cent solution. Plain and old rubber does, bands. Plain old rubber bands. Steal them from the office. Right. Um, what it does is it provides extra grip okay. on the glass. And should the glass just fall a little bit, your fingers will probably get kind of caught on one of the rubber bands. So it's easy for people to still be able to use a glass on their own instead of a straw, for example. Okay. And that's not just glass. It's any smooth surface. Even if your glass is made of plastic, the rubber bands 
what I'm getting is yeah. providing texture, right? Shampoo bottles. Huh, good so point. So that they're not falling in the shower, right? Which is, we know, a slipping hazard. Anything. Put a rubber band on it. Okay. All right. Anything, uh, any other quick tips? Oh, yeah. I love uh, chain extenders. So when you're thinking about those pull chains that you use to turn on a ceiling fan or light, right? Um, you know, sometimes they're too high for whatever reason. If you can get a chain extender, two bucks, Home Depot again, extend it two or three feet, people can turn the light on and off by themselves or the fan on and off without having to get on a chair. Uh, another $5 tip I love for inside or outside is night lights. So the little night lights you might use for kids, they actually make adult versions now so that people, uh, you know, for example, my grandmother was not going to the restroom at night um, and had to, would pee in her bed. And it was a big issue and very embarrassing for her. And what we figured out is at night it got too dark for her to walk and she was scared of tripping. Hmm. Hey, couple night lights in her room in the hallway all the way down to the nearest bathroom, boom, problem solved. She felt comfortable walking. We no longer had to, you know, address that embarrassing issue. Right. And she got a sense of um, pride back that yes. that part wasn't lost for her. Now, I heard something, too, about these uh, these toilets that are like uh, self-washing toilets, like the Toto Japanese toilets. Have you heard of those, too? Yeah, yeah. I would call that a $2,000 solution. Right, it is right? a $2,000 solution. Uh, but again, there's a couple things you can do with toilets. Uh, you know, a classic thing is the for 20 or 30 bucks, you get the handles that you can secure on the toilet, hmm. and anyone can do that. I've done them myself. It's literally two screws, so it helps people get on and off the toilet. Because they can, like, push push yeah. down and push up. And, exactly. Okay. They have something kind of sturdy to hold on to. Um, the kind of trickier one, right, or the one we can build into design of the home, is called a toilet elevator. So it's basically a big kind of stone, porcelain, that you put under the toilet that elevates it six inches so that people who have problem getting up in and out of chairs because they're too low, you kind of increase it to the height of their butt. <laughs> okay. So they can, it doesn't look that much different. They can sit on and off of it easier. And heck, it's already built into the home, so no one has to know. And I think they have these toilet seats that do the same thing. Yeah, too, exactly. With a little, uh, with a little cushion. more obvious. Oh, with a cushion. Yeah, okay. then it's wonderful. You never want to leave the throne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Isabel, thank you. We are um, running out of time. If there was one thing that you would want to, to tell our uh, listeners first, I want you to tell them there is a wonderful book that ARP has put together. Oh, yeah. So there's a book uh, or a resource called the Home Fit Resources. So you go, you know, Google Home Fit AARP. It'll bring it right up. Um, and it is a room-by-room -room checklist of everything you can do. Like I said, those $2 to those $2,000 solutions to make it age-friendly. Um, we've also got information on what to look out for with contractors. Fraud is really high right now with contractors post-Harvey. People who will say, well, if you give me 50% of the money now, I'll get it done, and then they just leave, or perhaps there's shoddy work, right? Um, where can you report that to make sure people in the future don't get defrauded? And how can you watch out for that ahead of time? So our home fit resources, again, are for everyone. Maybe you're in a crisis, you're rebuilding. Maybe you want to save up. I like to say Mother's Day is around the corner, and this is a great way to put a honey-do list together, either for you know your husband, your boo, or your kids to come over and do. Okay. Um, and I just can't stress it enough. It's not about people getting old. It's about making sure that people can age in their homes over time instead of having to move because they didn't make those investments now. 
All right, so folks, if you're listening, this was Isabel Longoria, ARP Houston, who gave us some absolutely wonderful tip on how to make yourself better, safer, and, and more likely that you can age in place. So Isabel, thank you so much. Um, as always, if you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to prepare to the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, and at www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. I'm going to repeat that. That's www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Also, take a moment to, um, to fill our Prepare to Care podcast survey, help us improve future episodes, or find other caregiving planning and local resources to help you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.